This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 94 is going to be from Psalms 111 and verse 10. The fear of the Lord is where our knowledge begins, and we start to learn of God and be obedient to Him. In Psalms chapter 111 and verse 10, the Bible reads, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do His commandments. His praise endures forever. The fear of the Lord is where we begin to have wisdom. It's where we begin to learn that we need to fear God and keep His commandments. That we need to love Him by keeping His commandments. John chapter 14 and verse 15. The fear of the Lord is where our knowledge begins and we start to learn of God and be obedient to Him. Until we fear Him, we're not going to be obedient to Him. Until we know that He is God and our wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. In Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 34, the Bible says, Vengeance is mine and recompense. Their foot shall slip in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things to come hasten upon them. You see, vengeance is God's and recompense. When we do not do what we need to, when we do not follow his commandments and live how he wants us to live, then our foot is going to slip. For the day of their calamity is at hand. When the children of Israel did not follow God, their foot slipped and their calamity was at hand. And the things came that God told them were going to happen to them. Eventually, God would send them into Babylonian captivity because they would not fear him, because they would not keep his commandments, and they followed after false gods. In Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, the knowledge that we need to follow God. But fools despise wisdom and instructions. When God gives instructions to people, it's for their good. And only a fool is going to look God in the eye and say, I don't want your instructions. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. You see... God gave us his word so that we would be prepared for every good work. He gave us his word. All scriptures given by his grace to God is profitable. It's profitable to us for doctrine, knowing how to live before God, for reproof, for being corrected, for correction and righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. God gave us instructions as to how to live our life, and only a fool would turn away from those instructions. In second, in First Peter chapter three, verses fourteen and fifteen, the Bible says, "But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church." the pillar and the ground of the truth. Paul wrote to Timothy so that he would know how to conduct himself in the house of God. 
he gave us the letter of first and second Timothy, the letters of first and second Timothy, so we would know how to conduct ourselves in the house of God. Only a fool would despise wisdom and instruction. In Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You see, God repeats this over and over and over because it's so important to us to understand that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Only when we start to fear God and only when we start to read His Word and study His Word because we do fear Him, then do we have understanding. Then do we have wisdom. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and without reproach. James chapter 1 and verse 5. It's only when we fear God that we seek after His wisdom. In Matthew chapter 10, verses 26 through 28. Therefore do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will not be made known. Whatever I tell you in dark, the dark, speak in the light, and whatever you hear in the ear, preach on the housetops. And do not fear those that can kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Therefore, do not fear them. Do not fear those that can persecute you. Do not fear those that can kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You see, God is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. And if we do not follow him, then that's exactly what's going to happen. We should not fear those that can kill the body but cannot kill the soul. We need to fear God. We need to keep his commandments. For this is man's all, according to Solomon. In Matthew chapter 27, verses Verse 54, so when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all the things that happened, they feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. And so after they crucified Jesus and the earth quaked, they feared God greatly and said, truly, this was the Son of God. They realized that he was the Son of God because of the fear they they had for God regarding the miraculous earthquake that happened after Jesus had died. They knew that he was the Son of God, but it wasn't until they feared greatly that they made this realization in their life. In Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and their goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily, such as were being saved." Notice in verse 42, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. And I want to notice, want you to notice what happens after this. After they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and the breaking of bread and in prayers, after they study God's word, then fear came upon them, every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. It wasn't only after they continued in studying God's word. 
that fear came upon every soul. You understand that when we study what God has to say in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, that fear should come upon us when we realize that we're sinners and we have a need of God in our lives because sin brings about death. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. That should give us fear in our hearts that it brings about spiritual death. It brings about separation from God. Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 and 2. When they studied the word of God, fear was the result of it. And it needs to be the result of it for us as well, because fear will keep us obedient to God. In Acts chapter 5, verses 5 through 11, the Bible says, Then Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up carried him out, and buried him. <clears throat> now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. She said, Yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carried her out, buried her by her husband. So great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. You see, Ananias lied to God, lied to the Holy Spirit, and he fell down and he breathed his last. God decided to take his life from him because of this. So great fear came upon all those that heard these things. They didn't want to do the same thing that Ananias did. And it happened again when Sapphira came in, when she breathed her last. So great fear in verse 11 came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. Why did great fear come upon them? Because they knew that sin is that dangerous. Sin causes death. And for Ananias and Sapphira, it was instantaneous. It happened just like that. And fear came upon all the church. It kept, it kept them from doing like Ananias and Sapphira. Fear of God is healthy in our lives, and we need to remember always to fear God and keep his commandments. In Acts chapter 10, verses 1 through 2, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people and prayed to God always. <coughs> Ananias was recognized as one who feared God. This fear kept him being devout to God. It's what held him to God, keeping God's commandments. It kept him obedient to God. And this is said of Cornelius several times throughout this. In Acts chapter 10, verses 21 through 22, then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, yes, I am he who you seek. For what reason have you come? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, a just man, one who fears God and has a good reputation among all the nations of the Jews was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. Cornelius the centurion, a man, a just man, one who fears God, 
and has a good reputation among all the nations of the Jews. Notice it points out here again that he feared God. He wanted to know how to be right in God's eyes because he understood if he was not right in God's eyes that he was not headed to the right place. He feared God. Again, this is said of Cornelius further down in Acts chapter 10 and verse 35. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. So in other words, if you do not fear him, you're not going to be accepted by him. It says fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. You see, it's the fear that keeps you working righteously so that you will be accepted by him. If we don't have godly fear in our lives, then we are not going to be accepted by God. In Acts chapter 13 and verse 16, then Paul stood up and motioning with his hands said, Men of Israel and you who fear God, listen. You see, he told the the men of Israel to listen to him. But notice what's in between those two things. Then Paul stood up and motioning with his hands said, Men of Israel and you who fear God, listen. In other words, if you don't fear God, you're not going to listen to me. You're not going to listen to what God has to say in your life. And isn't that true? Oftentimes we miss worship services because we do not fear God. We do not fear what is said about being faithful to God. And so we easily do things that are not in accordance with his will. We flippantly look at the word of God and see what he wants us to do. And we push it aside because we do not fear what is going to happen to us if we're not faithful to God. In Acts chapter 13 and verse 26, men and brethren, sons of the family of Abraham and those among you who fear God, to you the word of salvation has been sent. The word of salvation has only been sent to those who fear God. That is something that we need to understand, that if we do not fear God and we allow ourselves to do things that are not pleasing to him, then the word of salvation has not been sent to us. In Acts chapter 19, verses 11 through 20, Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the disease left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the inherent Jews, Exodus, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also there were seven sons of Stevia, a Jewish chief priest who died, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped upon them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house, naked and wounded. This became both this became known both to the Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted up the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord grew mightily and prevailed. Notice what this says here. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and the fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. When fear falls over us and it causes us to do those things that are pleasing to God, Jesus is magnified by that. 
It's only when we fear the Lord that we understand how to be pleasing to Him by keeping His commandments. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and good understanding have all those who do His commandments. His praise endures forever. The fear of the Lord is where our knowledge begins, and we start to learn of God and be obedient to Him. So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizer, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.